Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Recognize the song? Mm-hmm. Massive Attack? Yeah. Yes. A cover, a cover of Massive, Massive Attack. Attack. Yeah. The house theme song. Was it? Yeah. Teardrop was a theme song to house? Yeah, they just never get to the singing part. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I guess I never really watched house religiously. It's a really cool song in the beginning, the way it fades in and do got that intro perfect I wonder, intro I wonder how much money they would have made off that oh my god so much money yeah this is this is uh the beginning of yeah. the song that's the original mm-hmm. and so this is the beginning of house yes let me see if when i recognize get, it you'll notice in a second right here You know why they picked it, probably. It's got that kind of heartbeat sound, right? Oh, yeah. This part here? Mm-hmm. And then they're showing all the characters' names. And it's going to... little bass is going to come in, like... Right hey. here. Right. Coming up here. <laughs> A little longer. <laughs> there we go. There we go. There we go. Piano, I guess. Oh, yeah, I recognize yeah. this yeah. now. Okay. And introducing the British guy <laughs> playing the role of American doctor. Of the biggest dick Dr. in the House. world. Yeah. He's a prick, but he'll fix you. Mm. Just by fluke, though. This whole thing was... Right? Yeah. There yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, the right, the intro's right. done by that point. Yeah, yeah. Done. Okay. Well, there you go. Someone sent me a link to that, and I, I wasn't f- overly familiar with the original song, ah. but... Gotcha. I might like the original better than the original that I dope. was playing. Pretty dope. Also, a little fun fact about uh, Massive Attack: Neil Davidge, one of the members of it, he scored the entire Halo Four soundtrack. Really? Yeah. Just saying, bro. Just saying. How many Halos are there? Uh, this new one that just came out, Halo, is, would be the sixth mainline game. I guess you'd say. Okay, so like two Halos spell. ago. Yes, two Halos ago, he okay. he, he scored it. I, I lost Bundus on our little uh, video screen. You oh, see him? I lost you. That's funny. Yeah, you got to pause. I can't see you. I can't see you, oh, T-Bird. Yeah, you think? Oh, there we go. Yeah, there he is. Yeah. We all look at each other through FaceTime, although Tucker and I are in the same room. It's funny, though. I find myself looking at FaceTime. <laughs> yeah, but you know why? Because Bundus is there. Bundus is and there, And if, yeah. we, if we look at each other like we're awkwardly doing now. Right. Um, then Bundus is left then, out. Then Bundus, I don't even see him. Mm-hmm. Like to see the Bunder Wonder there. <laughs> so you know what I tried? You know what you inspired me to try? What? A weed drink. Yes. I tried my first ever weed drink. Bundus, you're next, buddy. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> oh yeah. Did you like it though? You know what? I had to drop my car off to get serviced, and I was gonna I was gonna leave it there for the whole day, okay. and and I didn't drink before I picked it up. I but I was walking home. Uh, waiting for the service appointment to be done with, and I stopped by like I, I happened to walk by a cannabis store. Go figure. And I'm like, one you know on what? every corner. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so I like, I'm like, oh, I wonder if they have that uh, houseplant drink that Maura was talking about. That's the uh, Seth Rogen company. Yeah, that's uh, the one I tried. I haven't tried any other ones yet. So I go in. I said, Hey, do you guys have any like the houseplant uh, weed drinks? And he's like, Yeah, we got a few of those. 
So I went in and they have the whole fridge like they, yeah. you know, you would have it at a convenience store with all these different cans of different products. And you told me it like it, you feel it hit pretty quick. Yes, because and of it, the way it's the absorption <laughs> yeah. and, and just the, the method through drinking it, even in your mouth and your tongue, it will hit you faster than, say, taking a gummy or having a baked good. Yeah. So I ended up buying, uh, well, I asked the guy, I'm like, oh, what do you think of the houseplant? He's like, eh, it's like, it's pretty good, but it's, uh, you know, if you uh, a guy like me, I'd probably have to have 10 of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's too weak for him. Well, it's like, I guess each can has two and a half gram, uh, milligrams or whatever it is. Yes. Uh, of uh, of cannabis in it or THC? Is that not an, a standard with all of the cans? No, no. So he's like, you know, uh, if you if you want to feel a little more, like you might want to go with like a, a higher dose uh, can. And I'm like, well, what's higher than that? Like, what's the next level up? Because I know Mora sometimes gets a little, uh, you know, that's the word I'm looking for. What? What? What's the word? Is it easily affected by substances. <laughs> I'm a lightweight. A lightweight. Yeah, yeah. Like. I'm not taking the lightweight can. Give me the heavyweight. <laughs> well, no, actually, they had some pretty heavyweight cans. Did they? The next level up is five milligrams. Okay. And so I'm like, hey, I'll try that one. And then they had some that were 10. Anything above 10? No, because that's the maximum amount they're allowed to sell, I think, at uh, OCS stores. Gotcha. Or like anything that's regulated by the government. Okay. Um, for just like recreational use. I think 10 milligrams is max. Okay. So anyway. You got I, the fiber. I got the fiber. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, if Maura can handle two and a half, I can handle five. <laughs> right? Sure. And you're bigger than I am by yeah. like at least 10 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, something like that. And uh, and so then I, uh, yeah, I popped it open after the day was done. Yes. And I was getting ready to just uh, say goodnight uh, to the day. Yes. And everybody. And uh, yeah, I sipped on that drink. Was it I, was it a sparkling water? Yeah, it was like a spark. It, the flavor is not really my jam. It was like a it was a combination of coconut and um, uh, what's the uh, the like the Caribbean uh, the, uh, juice agave or something? No, but like uh, you, 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 you Asahi. No, Bondis, help me out here. <laughs> no, it's orange. It kind of looks like orange mango? juice. Mango. Thank oh, you. you didn't know mango. <laughs> it just lost on me. It's the drink. It's made my brain. <laughs> turned to mush. <laughs> so it was mango, coconut, and it had something else Sounds in there. Sounds delish. It was fine. It wasn't the best tasting beverage I've ever had, but I'll tell you, after I finished it, I was feeling it kick in pretty good. Yeah. It made me think, like, I don't know if I'd want to have a 10 milligram drink. <laughs> like, five felt pretty damn uh, good. Nice. Felt pretty heavy. The body felt pretty heavy. Did it? Yeah. But I don't know if it, it, made, it made me feel super chill and heavy like I wanted to go to bed. Oh. And it didn't make it di- it didn't strike me as something that I would want to drink or sip on if I was looking to rip it and party with buddies That's and funny, stuff. That's funny because that the houseplant version like we were laughing so hard I told that story about how we were on the streetcar, you know, mm-hmm. and we were just laughing. But um I decided uh, was it last Friday or the Friday before I can't remember but I decided to just drink cannabis drinks instead of alcohol on a Friday night. Okay. And I ended up having 3 over the course of an evening. And I, I hadn't originally planned to do that. I thought, "Oh, I'll have a cannabis drink and then maybe I'll switch to a beer later." But I ended up just having the cannabis cans and I had about 3 of them. And um, I couldn't incorporate alcohol because it just would have been weird. Like it would have been double fisting. It, I didn't have enough room for all that liquid in my body. Do you well, know what he, I mean? You know what this guy was telling me? Some people mix booze in with the weed drinks. Oh, you know, like because they have like weed coke essentially. So you could put oh. rum in it, or the, you know, the drink that I oh was having. Just throw an ounce and a half of vodka of, in there, and you got both going. Tequila or something. I didn't even think of that. I think the houseplant one that you're talking—that's two and a half milligrams. That. Probably is a better one if you want to have a few drinks. Yes, you know? I like, totally felt it. I had three in the end, so that was what seven point five milliliters over the course of an evening, and I definitely was perfect. Milligrams, yeah, whatever it is, yeah. 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 But it, I, I definitely had to pee a lot, a lot. And I'll tell you, the next morning I felt totally hydrated and good to go. How were you feeling the next morning? Uh, heavy and sluggish. Oh. Yeah, like it it's it stayed with me a little not like it, that I was 
high when I woke up. You were just like... I just, you know, I did, uh, yeah, I just felt a little bit uh, mind fog and mm. a little tired mm. is basically what I would say. Lightweight. <laughs> Who's the lightweight now? <laughs> lightweight. <laughs> Interesting. But I was, I was actually shocked at how much I felt from having a five milligram drink. Mm-hmm. I thought I'd, I would be like, oh yeah, more a two and a half. <laughs> Crush that and have three. Mm-hmm. I funneled it though. <laughs> Cake stand? No, I drank it with a straw. So I probably felt it a little more oh, that yeah. way. Do you remember that? What? Did, you, did did you ever like uh, when you first started drinking and going to parties with like the kids and like they you drink something with a straw because it got you a little more drunk than if you drank it without a straw? No, is that true? That was a thing that was going that people said back in the day. I don't know. You never heard of that? No, I never, never. Seen well, that. I had a wine cooler, but I drank it with a straw. You know, I think it's much like people who smoke cigarettes. Like you're just looking for something to do with your hands. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sometimes I feel like I overdrink because I'm looking for something to do with my hands when I'm you know being social. Maybe that's with the straw too because you're holding it; it's dainty, right? You yeah. got your fingers up. Oh, looking around the room. Well, who's here now? People said it was because you had less oxygen going in your system oh. when you drank it with a straw. <laughs> I can't imagine that would have an effect. Sounds like uh, garbage. To yeah, it sounds like <laughs> people in grade 10 or 11, you know. Yeah. Trying to justify why they're lightweights like me. Mm-hmm. Not like Mora. She crushed three of those cans. Three cans crushed, yeah. guys. Bundes, would you ever try a cannabis drink? I might try it. I, it's just, it does. We oh, Bundes ne- will try anything, Mora. <laughs> right. Yeah. Try something. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, just, weed has never really been my thing. Like, I don't mind it on occasion when I'm by myself, but it's never been something that I've used uh, at a party. I've never found that kind of high mm. worked for me in a party kind of setting. Right. <laughs> like cocaine, Mora. He needs yeah. cocaine yeah, yeah, for yeah. that kind of party. <laughs> <laughs> don't do cocaine. No, no, no. It's crazy. Okay, you know what I'm doing? Because I, I like the original better. Oh, he's switching. I'm switching back to the original. Okay. Uh, massive attack teardrop. And the Daily Take Two is coming up next. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Tucker and Mora. I need your help. I need your help to help convince Mora that she is about to be scammed. Someone wants to scam her. I'm not exactly sure in what way, (laughs) but something seems really fishy. I don't think so. I got an email and the headline in the email is acting in film and television. I mean... (laughs) Yeah, you love that. Uh, they know how to get to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. It says, hello, Mora. I would like to ask if I could audition for your talent agency. I have always wanted to do film and television acting, so I'm wondering if you could take me under your consideration. Thank you. And then there's the guy's name. And I'm like, yeah, that's not a scam. This yeah. is somebody who okay. thinks I represent actors and performers <laughs> and is looking t- for me to consider their audition tape. This is how is this a scam? You know what? You know what? I totally changed my mind. You should book something with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm wondering, first of all, is this a sign that I should get into representing different actors? First of all, <laughs> one first red flag. You don't run an agency. Yes. Okay, so that's weird. Second of all, the language that's used, the way it's used, uh-huh. to me, screams uh, other language to English translation. Like some parts of it, like there's some of the grammar just seems a little stiff. I'm wondering if you 
could take me under your consideration. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bit interesting. You know what, what? I mean? So the language that's being used seems sketchy. Uh-huh. And then um, the fact that they would go to you <laughs> seems sketchy. Too. Well, I mean... I mean, like, if you're going to reach out to anyone in the industry... <laughs> and, and look, if it was legit, it would be somebody... Who would connect with you like, hey, I've heard you talk a lot about your acting experience on the radio, mm-hmm. Robocop, blah, blah, blah. I'm wondering if you could give me any advice on how I can break into the industry, not... Could you take my consideration of me to be, you know what I mean? I think this person is just confused, that's all, because they probably went to my website, moragreerson.com, if you're interested, <laughs> and uh, they, there's a link there to email me, and I'm sure this person just saw that I've got some things, you know, I have a little screen experience, and then they saw something about my talent agent, and they thought, oh, I'll email her, maybe she could be my talent agent, but they've emailed me instead of my talent agent. Uh, Cody wants to weigh in on on this what's your take on this oh Maura, this person's gonna be asking you for a flight to toronto next and then for money to expand their portfolio so they can get into the business yeah right <laughs> really that sounds like a logical yeah. step yeah or you know they're gonna ask for like an amazon gift card it's always cards that they try to get you with yeah, Rob sent us a text. He says, Tucker's right. It starts off innocent, and then all of a sudden, they're asking for money. The thing that makes yeah. me want to actually engage in this is there are some scams out there going the other way as far as like, oh, give us a whole bunch of money, and then we'll put you in acting classes, and everyone that is in our acting class all of a sudden um, is on the, the screen, and that's not the case. Those places are scams. So if this is yeah. a real person, I don't want this person to fall for those. I want to send him a legit list of listen, listen to her, Cody. Listen to her. Okay, what would be... They're pulling at your heartstrings. They'd probably get you. Yeah. Would there be any risk for uh, Maura just to reply and say, hey, what can I help you with? And then I just... Think- great bit to be completely honest i'm just wondering though if she engages does she open up her email to you know identity theft or something or is it just you know is it safe to do that i mean i i don't see why not i've definitely had my fair share of email scams before and my email's fine so okay email back (laughs) cody says email back mara and see, let's see what they want next. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'd love to meet with you. The only problem is, yeah, can't quite get there unless you help me. Yeah. I don't know, guys. Could be real. Could be real. Oh, Maura, then, then just give them an email back. See what happens. I'm interested now. Yeah, we're all engaged. <laughs> Thanks, Cody. No worries, guys. Tucker and Maura, is Maura getting scammed? Some guy reached out to her asking if she would represent him in the entertainment industry. Skylar sent us a text message just about like if you engage with a scammer, if you just respond to an email, is that like opening Pandora's box? Skylar says emailing back is fine as long as you don't give any info. They already have your email address, so they won't gain any information from a response unless you include it. So, so there you it. go. Let's do it. Let's get this person who uh, claims uh, they want uh, Mora to represent them in the entertainment industry because of her vast experience. (laughs) Greg says, it's definitely not a scam, guys. And if you send me some money, I can prove it to you. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I I love that even though we've basically had every single person respond with it's some sort of scam that you're not convinced that it is. Catherine had my back. She said maybe somebody who's just lacking in that information sees an avenue for help. It's really sad that we just jump to scam every single time nowadays. And I know we have to, but what if it is somebody who's just asking like, hey, how do I get started, essentially? But they didn't ask that. They said... (laughs) They they insinuated you run an entertainment uh, representation <laughs> company. You don't. You don't. I could see how it may look like I run my own entertainment empire. Oh my god! With you all are of so my easy to convince. portfolio work, I could see how you would assume that I must have a million connections in the business. Okay, are you going to reply then? <laughs> Am I going to reply? Yeah. yeah. 
I believe I will. Maybe what you should do is um, you should pass this person on to your former colleague, Michael Keaton, and see how he responds. <laughs> or Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Or Samuel L. Jackson. Sure. Hey, guys, I'm not feeling like I'm as experienced as you. Maybe you can help out my friend. What's his name? Uh, Evner. Evner. Evner, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's Evner. That's Evner. What? What? You never heard that name before? No, I haven't. um, But it's fine. I'm sure there's lots of Evners listening. So pass on on Evner's contact to Michael Keaton and Gary Oldman and just say, can you help my friend Evner out? Evner. Maybe we're going to see this guy on the big screen one day. And you... Oh, my God. You're going to be kicking yourself. You're going to be kicking yourself that you didn't offer to represent him. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Cruise, and introducing Evner. <laughs> yeah, don't they have an Academy Award for like the best new actor? It's Evner, ladies and gentlemen. He's not. He's just Madonna, right? It's Evner. This One is Evner. Evner. <laughs> Congratulations. And who thanks uh, me in the speech? Yeah, yeah, Not you guys. I just want to take a moment to thank the one person who believed in me from the beginning. I reached out to a lot of people. Everybody thought it was a scam. Mora. Mora believed in me. That's right. Oh, My God. agent Mora. You become so rich. You become so rich. Evner's the next James Bond. You know? What is it, 10%? Oh, yeah. Hold yeah. on, guys. Evner's calling me right now. I got to take this. Gotta I got to take this. He's my number one client. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole world is convinced that someone is trying to scam Mora. She got an email. She read it to us. We're all like, scam, scam, scam. She's like, no, maybe there's a chance. It's just some guy who needs some guidance. And maybe you just happened to think that I was the right person. It's funny. I, when I read it to you, I didn't think it was a scam at all. And you're like, that's a scam. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, everyone, help me prove to Mora it's a scam. Can you read the email again? Do you yeah, have yeah, it there? Yeah, it okay. says, this is an email I got. It says, hello, Mora. I would like to ask if I could audition for your talent agency. I have always wanted to do film and television acting, so I wondered if you could take me under your consideration. Thank you. Evner. Uh, Yeah, so Evner is looking at Mora, who, by the way, does not own a talent agency. She is an actor, and she does have a website where she's got, like, headshots and her, you know, it's like your online resume. Exactly, and you can contact my agent through there, and I'm pretty sure he sent me an email through my website. Yeah, so so, uh, we were like, reply back, reply (laughs) back, let's see where this is leading. Yeah. When does he ask for money? Right. Okay, so what did you reply back to Evner? I said, hey there, Evner. I was forwarded your message, and I heard you're looking for representation. I'm actually not an agent, but you do need one if you want to get into auditioning. Where are you located? Okay. Best, Mora. Yeah, next thing you know. Is the world ready for Evner? (laughs) As Ethan Hunt in Mission Impossible 11. Exactly. Coming to a theater near you. This guy could be the next big thing. He could be the next big thing. Okay, so you responded to Evner. Now, Evner has since responded to you. You guys sticking with scam? Or are you guys thinking that Evner is just a guy looking for a little help from Moji Moji to help him get into the industry? What do you guys think? Scam. <laughs> yeah, I'm sticking with scam. You're sticking with the scam, eh? Yeah, as much no as I'd love faith. to see Evner. <laughs> Bradley Cooper, <laughs> Scarlett Johansson, and Evner. Marvel is back, baby. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm sticking with scam. I'm sticking with scam. You're sticking with scam. Although it might be a fun surprise if it isn't. Okay. No faith in humanity. Uh, no, not much. Okay. Well, this. Okay. Here's his response. Is it clear? You tell me. Okay. Because <laughs> I think it's clear. Yeah. Here we go. Hello, Mora. Yes, I am looking for representation, and I have tried to find agents in Vaughn. 
Ah, mm. local reference. Local reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sadly, I could not find anyone. I want to hopefully make it to Hollywood and act professionally. I have been in multiple school plays. I'm one of the best in my class for drama, but I have called at least 20 theaters and schools. All of them have rejected me. So if it's all right with you, could you please help me? Thank you, Evner. Just a guy looking for a little hand in meeting the right people. Next thing you know. Evner, starring in the prequel to Lord of the Rings. Yes. As the son of Bilbo Baggins. This is the ongoing saga. Look forward to the next update. Please reply. Okay. And let us know what Evner says. Will your Christmas party be chic and on trend this year or lowbrow and out of touch? I bring this up because an event planner who's arranged parties for like huge celebrities and the queen, I will add, said there's a right way to do things this year and a wrong way to do things. Okay. They call this person a party architect. Okay. To royalty, essentially. And there are three things you need to do this holiday season. Number one. Oh, we got a list here. Got, Sorry, let me change it up here. Number one. All right. Oh, this is a little more fun. Yeah. Number one. Do you think it is better to go real tree oh. or fake tree? It's not even, there's no way that the answer's anything but a real tree. Gotta go real tree. Bundus? Real tree is where the, the spirit of Christmas lies. Yeah. Can't uh, find it in a fake I, tree. I've never had a fake tree. You guys are losers! What? You're wrong, though! Oh, my oh. God! Uh, really? Wrong. Why is it better to have a fake tree? The faux fur is in this year. Mm. Go silver. Go gold. Oh. Do something fun. That's trendy and on point this year is going with a faux tree. Okay, one thing about going with like a silver or a gold tree yeah. is that it bounces light back off of it because the whole damn thing is sparkling. Okay, so yeah, instead of being... Do I need that? Do I need that in my... Uh, like a, <laughs> it's like a disco ball. Line? Yeah. You know? Well, this is what the, the party architect says. And oh, no okay. watering or vacuum required. That's true. Number but if two. You, if you water regularly, you need to vacuum a lot less. That's okay. true. Okay, right. number two. Number two. Do you think this year it's going with the white lights that will keep you on trend or the colored bulbs? Uh, on the tree or outside of the house? Everywhere. Talk- everywhere? I'm talking everywhere. Isn't that, that going to be serious clashing if you got like colored lights on a gold tree? Yeah, you couldn't do that. Well, no, you could do multicolor. Guys? We'll do multicolor. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of colored lights, but staying with one color for outdoor outdoor use. So like all blue? Like all red around my tree or something, oh, okay. you know, gotcha. as opposed to multicolor. But uh, and for a Christmas tree, I'm definitely a white light only kind of guy. Give yourself a big X on that one! Oh, yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, real this tree, year, white lights, that's what I like. This year, yeah, yeah. you're getting them all wrong. <laughs> I know. This year, uh, people normally still steer clear of colored lights, but white lights, they say it can look too harsh, too clinical. It's tired. It's time to go for the colored bulb. That retro festive vibe is in, man. So, well, I'm, I'm, I use color outside, so I got a bit of color. Bring it inside, too. Bring it inside. Okay. And finally, should you serve the food at a buffet station Mm. or at the dinner table? Well, for a party... Buffets. It, I mean, this is like, this could this is like a Christmas meal. Oh, Christmas! So dinner. you got your turkey, you got your stuffing, you got oh, everything. Wow, buffet station. Yep. Bundes. Yeah, that makes more sense to me. Well, you guys are the biggest. No, you got that one right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You are idiots. No, you got that right. Uh, Yeah. They say, you know what happens when people bring all the food to the middle of the table? Very quickly, it looks disgusting. You've got like just carcasses on the table. Yeah. Right? Like it doesn't look good for that long. No room to move. You got stuff everywhere. It's it's too much. And it's cluttered. Yeah. Create the buffet station. People can go get what they want and come and sit down and then you can have your nice table set up. Okay? So there you go. Some festive party throwing tips this year. I found my dream cosmetic procedure. This- oh, let me guess. Let me guess. <laughs> oh, there's so many to choose from. What, what okay. I, what should see. I get done, guys? Oh, well, let me see. What you do? I mean, I like, you know, boob augmentation. I mean, I had something you brought up before. Uh, you know, of course, there's all that area, other areas you'd like to fix up, too. Yeah, and then yeah. there's, a, well, that. And, oh, God, it's so hard to pick just one. I hear you. I narrow it down? But it's you want to take a stab at this? <laughs> or is this, do you think, a loaded question? It's uh, a loaded question for sure. Listen, we all want tweaks now and then, right? I find nothing wrong with it. And I just heard about a celebrity having something done that I didn't even know existed. And I'm like, oh, I want that. The celebrity is Chrissy Teigen. And she just got an eyebrow transplant Ah, a transplant? Eyebrow transplant. This is a permanent cosmetic (laughs) eyebrow procedure. Uh-huh. It costs about seven G's US, so I guess about ten G's here. But what are they? Are they taking like hair from another part of your body and putting it in your eyebrow? Are they grabbing you, like a dead person's eyebrow well, and putting it on? Like, no, what are no. we doing here? Okay, so they take the hairs from the back of your head. And they transplant them onto the brows, okay? Apparently, she says she rarely wears makeup. So she was really excited to get this surgery done because she doesn't like filling her brows. It's going to give her fuller brows without having to do anything. She admits that it's really her fault because she overplucked the eyebrows as a teenager. Guess what? Yeah, it doesn't come back after a while. So did I. Oh, yeah. I 100%. I remember it happened first year university. I was in my res room with my roommate and she's plucking her eyebrows. And I looked in the mirror. I had never plucked my eyebrows before. And then I started seeing all the problems with my bushy eyebrows. So I plucked them way, way back. Let me look at those eyebrows. Oh, yeah. Weird. Weird. Guys, the thing I spend (laughs) the thing I spend the most time on in the morning is my eyebrows. Yeah. Filling them in. Not today, though, right? (laughs) No. That implant surgery, by the way, sounds exactly what they've been doing for guys forever. For hair transplants. For hair transplants for the top of your head, yeah. Yes, so guess what? That hair grows long like your hair on the back of your head. You got to be cutting those brows down. (laughs) I I don't know if you've had this happen to you, Bundes, as you get a little older. I have... Most of my eyebrow hair is stable, but every now and then there's like one or two hairs and they start growing like the hair on the top of your head. (laughs) And then you're like, wow, where's that one coming from? For me, it's a win. I just kind of blend it in and try to make it seem... Nice eyebrow comb over. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Just don't open the uh, sunroof like my dad growing up. We could never have the sunroof open in his car. (laughs) Comb over. Really? (laughs) Yeah, it looked like a shark's dorsal fin every time we opened it. The sunroof. <laughs> this whole patch of hair would start going up. Oh my god, that's what, funny. What do you do to your eyebrows then that you spend so much time on them oh, in the morning? Well, you coloring I f- them in. I fill them in. So I take. You know, I've had different products that I've used over time. I, I find that none of them really work as good as like the old school method, which is I fill them in with like eyeshadow color. Gotcha. Yeah. I just kind of fill it in. But yeah, check it out. Chrissy Teigen. Could you imagine if there's like a new trend of eyebrow hair hairdressers? You know, you go, you go to get <laughs> yeah. a, a brow cut, you know? Get a perm. Or mm. if the trend goes to like full on long hair in your eyebrows and you have little ponytails oh off the yeah. corner You can put it behind your, your ear, yeah. you know? Yeah. Beautiful. Like a handlebar mustache with yeah. your eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Like, uh, yeah, you get a little wax on the ends. Oh, you twist start it. twisting them up. Guys, <laughs> I'm in for this. I'm yeah. so in for this. You know, you can now order cannabis on Uber Eats, but you still have to leave your house to pick it up. 
So what, so what, what are we doing here? We get, it, what are we doing? What is the point? Yeah. Customers can place orders on the Uber Eats app and then pick it up at their nearest Tokyo smoke store. So I have a feeling that they basically got the green light to put it up there, but you know they want legal cannabis retailers to check the ID and stuff like that. Personally, so why I mean, would you do that? Why would you, you care? Why I don't would know. you care? Why don't you just bring some? If you're worried about you know uh, making the transaction yourself. Just bring some cash in. Don't they take cash at those places they so you do don't have to? They take cash. Yes, they do. Have like a credit card. I, I do, Maybe yeah. you just want it all organized and taken care of and waiting for you at the checkout when you get there. Yeah, but you know what? You could probably call ahead and have that done. You could. These prob- places have phones. They I mean, have it phones. just seems like Uber, who are you know specializing in uh, grabbing a piece of the action, just want a piece of this action. Yeah. Oh, they've been trying to get in on this action for a while now. Uh, ever since uh, the pandemic started. This is really something that kind of was born during the pandemic. And maybe it would make more sense if the pandemic was still happening because it was kind of like curbside pickup in a way. It doesn't because I think you could get (laughs) curbside pickup anyway. They've done nothing except take a bit of money. Take a cut. Take a cut. Mm -hmm. You still have to do all the work. You still have to. I mean, the whole point of Uber is either they, unless they drive you there. No. uh, You still have to go to your nearest Tokyo smoke store and pick up your order. So it's not delivery. And they're tied into one company. This Mm -hmm. is, I don't like this. You know, are they going to roll the joints for you? Well, I think you can buy pre-rolls, but I don't think you can grind it up for you and put it in your bong. Like what (laughs) what service are they providing other than taking your money? I'm trying to figure it out. I was reading this article. I'm like, wait a second. Like you can literally order your cannabis from the Ontario cannabis store and have it delivered to your door. Can you not? Yeah. So I don't know why you'd want to go this way because you still have to get up off the couch. If you're looking for something where it can be delivered, the Ontario Cannabis Store might be more up your alley. But Uber says the partnership will help Canadians purchase safe, legal cannabis, helping to combat the underground illegal market, which they say still accounts for over 40% of all cannabis sales nationally, which I find hard to believe because I don't know anybody who buys it illegally anymore. Well, some people have that relationship with their old drug dealer and they don't feel bad about leaving them. You know, uh, this is what I'll say is that if you would like me to buy your weed for you, I'll call it in and you can go pick it up and I'll take a cut. <laughs> I'll take a percentage of that. That's basically what it is. Yeah. Right. Forget this. Tucker and Mora, we were just talking about uh, how Uber is trying to get into the weed delivery business, but they are uh, subtracting the whole delivery part of it. Well, I just, just think the delivery is not allowed because yeah, uh, they're it's not weed. A, it's weed. You're yeah. not a cannabis retailer, so you have to go and you got to get your ID checked and stuff like that. Yeah. They say it's to help eliminate that illegal market that's still holding 40% of all the weed sales in Canada, which I found a little bit high. Chris says that illegal weed's better. Now, I, I'm just going to put it out there. I would never recommend anything uh, illegal in this world. <laughs> uh, but you tell me why you choose illegal over legal weed when, you know, there's a store around every corner now. Okay, so the way the way it works with growing um, for um, a government-run facility is you are only allowed to use um, a certain type of chemicals um, when it comes to growing your cannabis. Okay. As for... As for the street, they do and as they please, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, well, that, I think it's do. the whole thing people like about legal weed is they know what's being used, you know? So, what kind oh, of chemical? No, I 100%, I 100% agree with that. And I agree with you. I don't uh, condone anybody, you know, doing things illegally. But um, me, I'm a, I'm a grower myself. I have uh, my license to grow. And um, as long as you, um, you flush your, your cannabis accordingly, uh, several weeks before you harvest all those chemicals that you use mm-hmm. in in growing your your marijuana um should be out of your your cannabis so when you but say flush you just mean like through watering and the plant growing yeah, and then it just uh, all the toxins are gone or whatever it absolutely, is and absolutely. these chemicals are they like pesticides is that what so a lot of people use pesticides there's also some chemicals like that when you come across uh powdery mildew or mold um, oh. they have great great uh, chemicals that will eliminate these but they're not good for your health um so a lot of people are looking into how can we eliminate these things without using such harmful chemicals right? gotcha so you uh, what the government does the government will actually send somebody to your government-run facility and they will test 
your cannabis before it goes out. And if there comes back any trace of chemicals that you are not allowed to use, mm-hmm. take a bite of your whole harvest. It's gone. They'll cut it down and garbage. Okay. Gotcha. So, so you think that the demand for illegal weed is simply because uh, it's just, from a user's point of view, a better product? Yeah, yeah. I absolutely, absolutely. And and when it comes to the street weed, uh, the government just throws your weed in a container and it sits in there until it's sold. So when you crack that thing open, it, it's dry as dry can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas street weed usually gets in the hands of the of the people who want it quicker. It absolutely, comes uh, out nice, fresh. It hasn't been sitting in a in a plastic container for weeks already. Okay, now, but do, when you, if you were to buy illegal weed today, do you still have to have that awkward conversation <laughs> with the illegal weed dealer and pretend you're all like buddies and stuff? Gotta go sit on the couch well, for guess, a little bit. I guess it's a good thing I haven't had an awkward conversation with a weed dealer because, like I said, I, I grow my own. So yeah, I don't right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back in the day, they didn't want you coming and going too quick, so they made you stay there for a while, and then it was That's like, right. it's like hey, a buddy, first hang date. Out, smoke a joint with me. Yeah. 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 Make sure you're not a narc. Here, try That's some. Right. <laughs> I mean, use the government for everything. That's my, I, I wouldn't want to mess with illegal weed because, you know, who knows what they're doing to make it seem stronger. Right. Better. And the pesticides and the chemicals. Yeah. But if it's somebody growing it in their own backyard for their own personal use, you know, and it's just fresh cannabis. Yeah. If they're just a friend, you know, say they listen to you on the radio and they just want to drop some off and so you can try it. want to drop off a you large know? duffel bag of cannabis. <laughs> right? you know, I mean, that's a, a whole other thing. Merry Christmas, right? We're <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Hey, uh, Chris, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Take care. What do you think if you could pick one piece of cutlery to use for the rest of your life you could only use one thing do you pick a spoon a fork a knife or chopsticks <laughs> chopsticks no one's picking chopsticks what about uh, oyster uh, shucker you can't put that in no there? no no <laughs> if you had to pick one what? and you could only use one for the rest of your life which one are you going for it's it seems like immediately, oh yeah, uh, you know, fork or spoon, but like, have you ever tried to cut something with a fork or spoon? Oh yeah, what happens like uh, at Christmas dinner and you got a big turkey there, what are you going to do? You use your hands? You're going to use your bare hands? Yeah. Like, can, can we go spork? Uh, I, I mean, that's cheating, <laughs> that's I think, cheating. in this question. I feel like that's a cheating question. Is there a right a answer? answer? No, there's no right answer. Oh, okay. I, I can tell you what like the most popular answer was. Uh, a bunch of people were just asked this. I was a little surprised, uh, but not really. You know, like this, you could make a case for either of them. I feel like fork is the way to go because, you know, you could pull meat, you know, like pull it apart if you're in the turkey situation and all you have is a fork. How about that? Uh, how, how does that work with your uh, chicken broth? Huh? You ever eaten uh, I, chicken I'm, broth? I'm not, I'm not like you have soup all the time. I know that. And I could just drink it. Right? I feel like I, I'd go spoon in this situation because you can, you can like kind of cut things with it with on the an edge. Spoon. Spoon? Spoon? spoon seems to be coming in hot on the text. People yeah. say it's the most versatile. Uh, Joanne says definitely a fork. You could stab a steak with a fork and then just chew on it. Spoon would be tough if you're doing steak. Yeah, but like the other thing is like if you only have one utensil, you can use your hand. Right? <laughs> I was just gonna say what <laughs> so, you could yeah. pick the steak up yeah, with yeah. your bare okay, hand. I'll allow that as uh, to be factored in here. So you got your bare hand and you got one item. And if mm-hmm. you got one item, then at least you can use the spoon to like spread. I don't know butter. The back end of the spoon butter. You can put it on a piece yeah. of bread. That way you get this. That way you can eat the yogurt properly or the soup properly. You can like scoop things into. Perhaps yeah. we are overlooking the chopsticks, guys. Mm. Should we circle back to the chopsticks here for a second? <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld has a great bit about chopsticks. It's like even you know you stick them with them, like you know that was. You know, people are sticking with the chopsticks, even though well, they've if you seen get... the fork, you know, in the knife. And it's... If you get good at at it, yeah, you, I think you don't even need anything else. The chopstick if does it get, all. If you get two, and then you can tear away things. If you, if you're allowed to have two, but what if it's just one oh, stick? Oh well, then now I, forget it. See, uh, I I can tell you that chopsticks came in last okay. in this. <laughs> And it was, I, I can't imagine someone would choose that. Uh, number one. You want to know what came in, number one? It's got to be the fork. What? What is your pick? Are I you said fork. fork yeah. Bundus? Spoon. I'm also 
Going with spoon. Number one is spoon. Get over yourself. I'm sorry, but the fork is the correct choice because, again, you can drink. Forks for dorks, Mora. Forks for dorks. (laughs) Give me a break. Spoons for the loon. Spoons for the loons. (laughs) You know what else you can do with a fork? You can stab someone who's ripping on you for using a fork for the rest of your life. I can use it as a weapon. Yeah. yeah. Spoon, what are you going to do? Smack someone on the head? With that, give him a little uh, tap on the noggin. People do play spoons as a musical instrument, but you could play forks. You need two, then. You need two. You need two. You could probably play forks. (laughs) It's uh, not quite as full as sound, though. Anyway, spoon number one, fork Fork. number two, knife number three. Then you got your chopsticks. (laughs) Tucker and Mora, there are some all inclusive resorts that are trying to scam you, but. If you figure out the scam, you get to scam them back. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> okay, what happened? It's what the Tuckers did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I it seems a bit odd to me. Not every place is doing this, but uh, this is more, I think, if you're booking for families. So we've been debating going away this winter, and we finally decided, you know what? We're going to do it. We'll buy all the insurance we need in case like things change between now and February. Mm-hmm. But uh, our kids are getting older, and it's going to be harder to pull them out of school. Right. It's going to be harder to just get everyone to align on a time to go away. So I feel like, you know, we got to do these things. Well, my daughter's going to be 16 next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. You know? She's going to be gone soon. Soon she's going to be gone. Yeah. There'll be a, she'll be a, She's in grade 10. Like, in a couple of years, she'll be at university. So mm-hmm. anyway, you know, we missed out on the last while. So we're going to do it. And we're shopping for all-inclusive vacations. And you're plugging in the information, two adults, two children. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to see something. Like I, I, some websites will break it down cost per person. And I'm realizing they're charging the same amount for my kids as they are for us. Okay. Even though we're all in the same room, sharing one room. And they're minors and uh, unable to participate in all the different things that are available at the resort. Right. Like they're not going to be hitting the all-inclusive bar. That's right. (laughs) And also, we're all in a room. So, you know, what we decided to do is we started to price out what it would be if we were one adult, one child. Okay. And (laughs) it is the exact same cost per person that if we are two adults, two children in one room. So... It's actually the exact same price to end up with two different rooms with two people per room as it is for four people in one room. Are you serious? Yeah, that sounds crazy, right? Yeah. Like asking for an additional room would cost you extra money. Yeah. But if you book it as two separate vacations, you're going to pay the same amount? amount of what you would pay if you book one vacation for a family of four. I'm shocked. And this way, we don't all have to like share beds. You know how much more it costs? Nothing. Uh, <laughs> That's insane. Doesn't it sound crazy? Yeah, no, not, I'm not shocked. All, not all places are like that. Now, can you select to have the rooms next to each other, or is That's that, the risk. That's right? the luck of the draw. That I mean, we're we picked the same category of room. Tanya says we found out the same thing on a cruise. Exact same amount to book two rooms than for all four of us to squeeze into one. Oh, look at that. I'm shocked. I know. It's crazy, right? And maybe this is something that happens when your kids reach a certain age. I mean, I get flights. It's a seat on the plane. Mm-hmm. You're taking up one more seat. But if it's a hotel room and it's the same price for one or two rooms, why wouldn't you book two? Kim said, mm-hmm. just so you know, you can request for a Jack and Jill room. We had that in the Dominican. We requested a room right beside each other. And you give them the booking number. So maybe try calling ahead. Okay. Okay. Thanks for the tip. Yeah. Have you ever been in a situation where you've got this friend who has like a massive crush on you and you wish you felt that spark, but you just don't. I mean, you like them as a friend. Story of my life, Laura. (laughs) Story of my life. Well, guess what? Yeah. I've got five ways to manufacture a sexual spark. This is a way to kind of see if you could go down that road. Why are you laughing, Bundes? <laughs> it's never, it's never gonna work, man. Well, 
And if you're not feeling the fire out of the gate, you don't think you can learn to feel that fire, Pundas? I don't think you can manufacture a spark, no. Nothing that's going to burn for more than a day. But let me tell you something. You know, if you're looking at a long-term plan, like marriage maybe, mm-hmm. I mean, who better to marry than your best friend? Someone that you're as excited to spend time with when you're not having sex is like... Yes! Yeah. And I mean, you spend 99.9% of your time not having sex. Yes! So, yeah. I'm not saying that you can't have a good relationship with someone. I'm just saying you can't manufacture a spark. Well, no. yes, you can, okay. say the experts. Okay. And here are the five steps to do it, Bundus. Okay. Yeah, Suck on some, these. Take some notes there, <laughs> fool. All right. <laughs> number one. Yeah, number one. Lay it on me. I'll lay it on you. Give it at least three dates. Real attraction takes time. Many potential f- fantastic relationships are never given a chance to grow because people expect that spark and that instant thing. Yeah. yeah. Give it some time, man. God, I, I had two friends that had a crush on a girl at university. Yes. And uh, I was not interested. And then, you know, the law of uh, attraction, right? You always want what you can't have. Can't have. Mm-hmm. She ended up with a crush on me. I didn't. I didn't like her that way. Well, you should have given her three dates. I should have given her three dates. Okay, here's the next thing you should have done. Do something thrilling together. There is no doubt that doing an activity that gives you an adrenaline rush increases that sexual energy. See a horror movie together. Go to the theme park. Skydive. Why don't you bun this? Number three. Yeah. Talk about sex. Just having discussions about sex will open a little intrigue and create some sexual tension. Oh, I didn't know he was into into that. that. (laughs) Exactly. I could go either way. (laughs) Yeah, they bring up feet. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, good to know. Number four, go out for a low lit candlelit dinner, something sexy and romantic. Give yourself a chance to like be romantic in a moment. And Bundus, I know you can get behind number five. Okay. This is the equivalent of exchanging biological business cards. Yeah, you get naked? No. <laughs> you kiss. Oh, you kiss. You kiss. You just you do this, it. Just a little test run, Tucker. But wait a minute. This is what I'm not getting is, yeah. is you're trying to convince somebody that doesn't have a sexual attraction to you to go out for a candlelit dinner and kiss with you. Like, that's this is the hard more part. of the other side of it. This is like, oh, you really like this person. I really like yeah. Tucker. I'm not feeling a sexual spark, but I'm going to go out on three dates with him. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do something thrilling with him. I'm going to talk about sex with him. And you know what? I'm damn well going to make out with him. And I'm going to see if there's a little spark there. This is somebody who really checks all the boxes for you except that sexual spark. So you're just investigating more into that sexual spark. Maybe there actually is a spark there, but unlike Bundus, it's not in your face. Okay, how about this? If you have ended up with someone who you were, you know, you wanted to have that spark, you didn't feel it at first, but then it did come... Let us know mm-hmm. how it evolved. Mm-hmm. Love to talk to you about like how you turned that friendship energy into romance energy. Yes. Bundus doesn't think it's possible to have a spark. Mm-mm. If it's not there, no amount of flint and rock <laughs> will make it happen. Can't see it happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tucker Amora, is it possible to manufacture that spark if you're not feeling it? Uh, Maura just gave us a whole bunch of tips. Like, someone likes you, you, you just don't feel it for them. You can eventually find yourself in a position where you are, uh, you know, getting hot for them. Absolutely. But this doesn't think it's possible. We got uh, Lana, who's on the phone, who has experience with this. And uh, what was your story? So for me, we met at work and I helped him through a really hard time in his life. And we ended up in first aid training together, doing the Heimlich together. And that that feeling of wrapping his arms around me and me wrapping my arms around him, I started to feel flutters. And I was like, oh, my God, I think I like my best friend. And then we started texting and we started talking about sex. And that flirtation was there, but we never did anything. And then when we started actually dating, I got pregnant. Oh, wow. <laughs> and now we're still together two years later. We're married with a 16-month-old baby. Aww. You guys were meant to be. 
Yeah, and it honestly, I will tell you straight up at the beginning, I had no romantic interest in him. I was seeing someone else, and then as soon as he he held me, I was like, I think this is the guy. Yeah. And I told my mom, and that was that. Like, there was no one else after that. Bundes, you hear that, man? Yeah, I heard it's it. Possible. I'm not convinced, though, because she said she was seeing somebody else, so her sexual attention and energy was pointed at somebody else. He was not her type. He, yeah, he wasn't my type. He was completely different than the guys I had dated before, and I had broken up with the guy I was seeing before we went into that training. Hey, look, thank you, Alana. Appreciate You're it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Have a great day, guys. We got a text from Beth. She says, I was really cautious about dating um, this guy. Cautious. I didn't feel any sparks. We had an amazing friendship chemistry, though, so I decided to commit to a few dates and then the sparks started to fly on their own and now i am married to him uh, again look there at that. you go sierra you're gonna tell us a similar story yes yeah, so i met um my now husband uh, four, uh five years ago and he was interested and i just really wasn't i was dating other people and then it was last year that I was like, why am I always chasing people? Why am I not with the guy that's chasing me? And last year, uh, we started a relationship in August, and now we're married, and he is the best thing that's ever happened to myself, my children. I love him so much. Aww. When was the moment that you became interested? Like, what was the switch? I think it was that, like, I had been, like, I dated other people, and I was like, why? Like, I'm not happy. And then I was like, we would do stuff as friends. Like, we'd go hiking, and he, um, I worked nights on Tuesdays, and he would make me dinner on Tuesday nights for me to pick up to take oh. home with me. He's the and nice like, guy. You wanted the bad guy. You always <laughs> went for the bad guy, Sierra. He gets mad when I say that, because I say that to him. I'm like, I didn't want the nice guy. And That's now right. I have a nice guy, and he's amazing. I love him. Yeah, Aww. you know who the bad guy is? Bondus is the bad guy. You want to know who the nice guy is? Tucker. Tucker's the nice guy. Okay. I finally won. Yeah. They yeah. usually win out in the end. They're the slow burn, right? Unfortunately, yeah. we're usually bald when we win out, but you know. Sierra, thank you. No problem. Is it possible to develop a romantic spark if you are living in the friend zone? Mm-hmm. Um, Maura gave us some tips on how you can do it. And it really, it starts with just start looking at them differently and give uh, uh, them a chance by going out on a few dates and mm-hmm. talk about sex stuff. Yeah, just see if that, even just talking about sex, if that kind of ignites a little sexual tension between the two of you. Uh, Alex uh, wanted to give his take on this. Uh, what's your story, Alex? So I've been dating my girlfriend now for about three months or so, and we would known each other previously for nine years. We actually got to know each other through live-action role-playing or LARPing, right? <laughs> Wait a second. Um, <laughs> LARPing? LARPing. What's your, what's yeah. your uh, deal like with that? Like, what do you guys like to role-play? Um, so we're both elves. I'm a high elf. She's a wild elf. So she eats with her hands. I eat with a knife and fork. It's a good time. Nice. Um, okay. Right? Yeah, awesome. Uh, well, you guys know a match made in heaven. Yeah, I like, mean, how did you not see right? this connection before? <laughs> we always had, like, this, this friendship where we'd, like, jokingly yell at each other and get angry with each other and all that stuff kind of thing, right? Um, but we were always dating other people and everything and never really had the right time. But then with COVID, I actually, unfortunately, I was going through cancer in 2020, and she was dealing with a really bad breakup. So we were kind of there for each other. Mm-hmm. And then I actually asked her out first. We, I, I tried to do a little COVID date where we were on Skype and we made each other dinner. And she was like, you know what? I can see that this is trying to be a date, but I'm not really into it right now and everything. Mm-hmm. So we kept talking. And I was like, okay, no worries. We're friends still. We're so good. We're so good. And then finally, um, a couple months Ago, we were playing Dungeons and Dragons together. Classic. And, um, right, exactly. And she asked me out, and um, we've been dating ever since. It's been wonderful. But yeah. she's saying that she really yeah. just, um, we had kind of stopped talking to each other for a little bit. And during that kind of period where we weren't talking, she realized how much she actually just missed being around me and missed talking to me. Okay, now that you guys are a couple, 
Will you yeah. wear each other's elf costumes, or is it like a very specific? So, we were just in Montreal actually this past weekend, and she actually bought a uh, armored breastplate, a leathered breastplate, and um, well, let's just say she tried it on that night. Ah! <laughs> awesome! I love it, Alex. Thanks for giving us uh, your your take on it. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, no problem. Steve sent us a text. He says, you know, you're not manufacturing a spark. You're discovering what you didn't know was already there. I agree with that that sentiment a lot more than manufacturing a spark. Because, like, to manufacture, like, a feeling, it's it, it, it doesn't seem like that to me. It seems like people are, have their eyes close to something that's in front of them. That, that, oh, that, well, he goes on to say, mm-hmm. tell Bundus that maybe he thinks the Corvette is the cat's meow. <laughs> but if he gets behind the wheel of a Ford Focus, he might be pleasantly surprised at a sensible <laughs> car you can drive all year yeah. long. Dude, I drive a Vibe and I drive some Pontiac Vibe. Trust me, he knows both sides of that. <laughs> and he appreciates both for you know their uh, what they bring. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what it says is that you just have to provide the conditions to allow that spark to turn into a flame. You know, you have to give somebody a chance to give you the spark. Yeah, sometimes you got to bring that wood in from the rain and let it dry out a bit, and then all of a sudden you mm-hmm. don't realize it. It lights right up, Bundes. So what is the preferred relationship right now for both men and women? Is it casual? Is it full-on serious? I just think people people want to have fun right now. Mm. They don't want to get locked down again, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, but also, you know, yeah, there's that idea of like trying to keep uh, your, your inner circle close and you don't want to have all these different like things. Eh, tough one. Well, why don't you tell us? The New York Post has been calling it flaccid fall, guys. <laughs> flaccid fall. Flaccid fall. Oh, boy. It's not a good visual, oh. is it? <laughs> I, I, yeah, that does not sound good at all. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Flaccid fall. Yeah. The ideal sexual relationship right now is committed it is exclusive. <laughs> 78% of singles say they are really, really picky right now when considering a partner for sex. And here's what's so weird, Bundus. This preference for emotional connection over something purely physical is most prevalent amongst men. 81% of single guys say they not, now find sex less important than they did pre-pandemic. What the hell happened? It kind of makes sense to me. Guys, as they get older, they tend to, at least most of the men I know in my life, they tend to lose their friends where women tend to keep them and they become more associated with the woman in their life or their close-knit family. That's so funny because it's, I think it's the opposite. I mm-hmm. haven't seen my pals in, like, that. at the beginning of the summer, we went out once. I haven't seen any of them since then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just the way everybody kind of goes. And I feel like, even myself, like, I feel like not having someone in your life to connect to, mm-hmm. you can really feel empty. So when you're not out at bars every night mm-hmm. partying, you can fill that emptiness within you with all that meaningless stuff. Yes. But, yeah, but the, why can't you just call your buddies up and say, hey, you want to go for a walk on a fr- or do something? A walk? A walk. Well, I don't know. What is it? Why, <laughs> what is the, is the only <laughs> You want to go for a walk? You're like, oh God, what is Bundy's going to tell me on this walk? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Like, go for a walk. No, what? but like why, okay, I, I, that's a bad example. Maybe why can't you connect with your friends without having to be at a nightclub doing like the full Bundus uh, experience? You know, uh, why does it have to be like guys' night out? <laughs> Or nothing, you know? Uh, You're saying, like, friendships can evolve, too, maybe. Like, new things. Golf. Why don't Golf. Golf. uh, Yeah, no, that's not even a joke. That's a great one if you don't have a lot of hobbies. Yes. Uh, I mean, even just having... Why don't you and the Friday Night Lady friend pick, like, two couples, uh, your buddies, and then, like, arrange a dinner? 
You know? Yeah. I'm having dinner with Mike and Deb this weekend. Mike and Deb? Yeah. Yeah. It's not like we need to be all of a sudden, you know, what is love? What is love? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll go home with you guys tonight. Maybe I'll go home with somebody else. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's flaccid fall. He can't escape flaccid fall. It's here. It's upon us. Oh. <laughs> and why does like committing to one person mean you have to be flaccid through that commitment <laughs> too? That's ridiculous. Oh. It just so means it that just ca- doesn't work anymore. Flaccid fall means that there's not as much casual sex going on with pe- pe- yeah, every, everyone's you know like moved into a more serious relationship. By the way, Steve just texted us. Yeah. Tucker, he wants to know if you want to go for a walk. <laughs> Steve, it sounds lovely. <laughs> <laughs> So guys, how's your life going? I want to hang out with Bundes and his friends at the club. I don't want to go for a walk with you. Oh yeah, good, good. I don't want you to go for a walk with me either. You guys interested in listening to someone who just had their wisdom teeth removed and are ranting and raving while still high on the medication they were given? (laughs) Yes! It's been a while since we had one of these. Uh, Woman. Uh, well, young woman had her wisdom teeth removed, and she goes on a rant about Taylor Swift in the car ride home. I'm always thinking about Taylor Swift, and it's not fair because I ran a whole Tumblr for her fan base for many years. I have loved her since I was 11, and I stood by her side. I stood there, Mom, when everyone hated Taylor Swift, and I said she does not deserve it. It's true. And then everyone in the world woke up, and they said, we love Taylor Swift. And I said, I know. I've been loving Taylor Swift since I was 11 years old. Yeah. I hope Taylor hears that audio. She's got to. I mean, if it made it to us, it's got, someone's going to put it in front of her. That is adorable. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That was so many years ago. And I'm so upset because I will never see her in the concert venue. Why do you think you will never see her? It's so expensive. Oh. That's so expensive. <laughs> it's not her fault. I know it's not her fault. She does not pick her concert prices because the industry is corrupt like that. But it's not fair because I has loved her for so long. And, and I never went through our break, but she makes me feel like I have. <laughs> And I did not understand love until until I was in love, and now I'm in love, and she understands me so well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this keeps getting better. Uh, I know it's pretty great. Oh eh? wow! Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's going to a f- show for free, don't you think? If I was yeah. Taylor, she'd be sitting front row. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, and man. I would never see her in concert because of COVID. And the ticket prices. And is she ever going to go on tour again? Because the industry is going to tell her she's too old, even though <laughs> she's stronger than that. But in the music industry, when you're 30, they just decide you don't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Preach, sister. Preach. Now she's speaking some truth. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> and it's not fair, Mom, because I loved her since I was 11. <laughs> So long I've loved her. Even when everyone hated her. In middle school. And I got bullied when Red came out. I was in eighth grade. And I got bullied because no one likes Taylor Swift anymore. I like Taylor Swift. And I and I made I made Miss Bruner a copy of the Red C D and I gave it to her to work out to. And then she told me it was too sad to work out. <laughs> It's almost like a stand-up routine, but it's real life to somebody who's a little drugged up after the wisdom teeth surgery. Because Red has some really sad songs on it. And I'll never see her concert. My heart's broken. I love Taylor Swift. And my 
mom, guess what else? And she works with Jack Antonoff. Do you have any clue who that is? No. I cannot believe that. I miss that. I have not educated you enough. Mom, Jack Antonoff is the person who's behind the entire pop industry. You would never believe it. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, what do you mean? Oh, no. Oh, no. Best friends. Oh. It's adorable. Oh. I need someone to help me carry my drink. Oh, I don't want to need I mean, this is a fast forward. She's going to be having the same rant when she's wasted at 25, probably. <laughs> nice glimpse into what things will be like oh. as an adult when she drinks too much at New Year's Eve. It's Tucker and Mora in the morning. Energy 95.3.